With this week's Press Lunch and Audio, you're going to hear from quarterback Steven Montez, inside linebacker Nate Landman, and head coach Mike McIntyre. Steven, coming off an emotional win, New Hampshire and FCS program coming in here. Is this going to be a good litmus test for just kind of how this team's resolve is after that game? Um, I mean, yeah, uh, I think so. I think we, no matter who we're playing, doesn't really matter. We, uh, we go in every week just ready to prepare mentally and uh, physically. For the team that we play, we—I mean, we know that we gotta—we're gonna get everybody's best, so we have to uh, be prepared to give them ours as well. Stephen, as you've gone back now, probably I'm, I'm guessing I've watched the, the touchdown throw to Lavisca yeah. a couple different times. Mm-hmm. Um, what what was the biggest key for you to success on that on that play? Um, well, I mean, looked out there, I saw the. The DB was pressing LaVisca, which is a big no-no. Um, had a middle field safety. He was kind of shaded over the top of LaVisca's side, so I knew that I was going to have to work him a little bit, which I did. First couple steps of my drop, I looked off to the left. Um, he moved like one or two steps, and, I mean, that's all we needed to get the ball in there to LaVisca. So, I mean, it was a great route, great catch by LaVisca. We had great protection up front, so just ended up working out for us. Obviously, he didn't, he didn't play a ton last year, but did you know kind of that, that whole year that he was set up for this kind of start, or, or was there was there a, kind of a singular moment you really remember, or was it just kind of a culmination of things? Um, I mean, I think ever since LaVisca kind of got on campus, I think everybody on the team knew that he was going to be something special for us. And so he didn't didn't play very much last year. We had a bunch of, a bunch of senior receivers, but, I mean, in the back of everybody's mind, we all kind of knew, yeah, when – when number two gets on the field and he starts routing people up, it's going to be tough to stop him. So he's playing very well right now. No, no problem. Steve, with your two games now, you've got, was it, uh, seven touchdowns, one interception, 700 yards passing so far, that's a high percentage. Are you feeling, you know, athletes talk about being in a groove or feeling like you're in a rhythm out there. Are, are you feeling right now like you're kind of in a flow? I mean, I don't know if it's so much a flow. I think I think more of a being, like, that's kind of like a basketball thing. Like, if you're you're kind of hot, you're shooting well, I think you're kind of in the groove then. But I think with each game, you just got to you just gotta prepare, and your level of preparation is going to determine how you play. And I think, I think um, me and Roper kind of know – now we kind of have a feel for each other. We know how to prepare for games, and he knows how I prepare. And he's gonna, he does what he does. What he does best is help me get ready, and uh, help me understand what I'm gonna see and how it's gonna look. So, I think it's more preparation than uh, being in like a groove. Well, let me rephrase that. Then, right. did you feel like 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 you know what you're looking at? I mean, you feel oh. good about the beat you're making. Oh, definitely, most definitely. I think I think that's Coach Roper should get all the credit there because he's he's been huge in uh, just my development. And just helping me understand what I'm seeing on the other side of the ball. Stephen, last weekend, uh, went to Jay McIntyre. I think he went to him like nine or ten, eleven times, and caught eight balls, two touchdowns. Is that a case of they were covering a lot of other people, and he just you know was the open guy for you there? Um, I mean, I think Jay Mack's a great receiver as well. I mean, I think, I think some of the some of the plays that we had called, we had them schemed up a little bit, so we knew that we were going to get Jay to the flats and that he was going to be open a lot in the flats. And so uh, we took advantage when they were there. There was one that 
I missed. Could have been a touchdown. Um, just fell off balance, threw it straight into the ground. So we'll, uh, we'll work on the footwork fundamentals there, and we'll get a fix for next week. Even in camp, you obviously don't have to be hit by Nate Landman, but seeing 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 it from that angle and the way I've talked to a lot, or talking to a lot of teammates, it's 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 a lot about how he like the tilt he has moving downhill. Yeah. I think Mustafa said when you get hit by him, you know you got hit by him. Oh yeah. What from just from seeing it from that side, what what is it about him that, that has allowed him to kind of flourish the way he has? I think he just likes the physicality of the game. I think that he loves being physical, and he, when he hits somebody, he he kind of feeds off of it, and he and he hits people now. He's he's coming downhill full speed, and, and when he hits you, like you said, you know that that uh, that the hammer just hits you. That's what that's what they call him. So, I mean, he's a great defensive player, and he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be a very special dude for us here in this year and in the in the coming years. So. Um, I mean, he's been working for it. We knew he was special last year after the block kick at USC and all that. So he's a very good player, very good player, very physical player, which is good. You need that on defense. Anything else for Steven? So Steven, from New Hampshire, coming here this year, uh, home opener. So does, does that alone get these guys, get you guys fired up knowing that this is your first game at Folsom in a long time? Yeah, yeah. I think we're very excited to play in, in Folsom, very excited to play in, in front of our fans. Uh, hopefully we have a good showing out there. Either way, we're going to do what we do on offense and on defense. We're going to just play our game just like we have been. Um, and once we have this full week of practice, I think we'll be prepared. We'll be ready. Ready to go. Awesome. Thanks, Steve. I right, appreciate you. All right. Now up we have inside linebacker Nate Landon. We'll open it up to questions. Nate, how did you go from last year to this year? What was there anything that clicked for you? Was there? What, tell us what uh, what was, makes the difference. Um, for me, it's kind of just getting more reps at it. Um, you see something once, um, you're not going to remember it. But if you see something 20 times, then you got a better understanding of it. Um, <clears throat> my position coach, Ellis, actually had us do this exercise once where he gave us a bunch of numbers, and we had to memorize them. And uh, none of us could, could give it back, but he let us sit on the numbers for a, couple, for a while. And then um, as, we, as he asked us later, we could see the numbers. So what, what I'm trying to say is the more you see something, the easier it gets. So practice, see more plays. Um, you know, older guys have probably done one defensive call 800 times, where I've done it 40 times. So having that um, more experience during practice, during the games, is that, that definitely helps. Talking to um, like your high school defensive coordinator last week, and he said the thing that always stood out was sort of the tilt that you play with that it enables you to, to move downhill. Um, and, and that's another thing teammates have said is, is your just sort of constant churn downhill. Where, where, where do you think you really kind of develop that? Is that, is that sort of instinctual or is that, is that something you picked up along the way? Um, I definitely think some of it's instinctual. Um, I've been playing this game since I was seven years old, uh, starting in first grade. Um, I've had a lot of great coaches along the way. Um, they've all taught me a lot of different things and I kind of just keep building on my knowledge of the game. Um, as an inside linebacker, I've my main focus is stop the run. Um, definitely get back in coverage, but being a downhill, downhill linebacker is definitely one of my main focuses. Thank you. 
Nate, you guys start the season with two rivalry games, the Rams and the Huskers. A lot of emotion, a lot of juice in those two ball games. Now you're coming home, you've got an FCS team coming in here for Pac-12, for a buy-in the Pac-12 conference play. How, how do you guys kind of maintain a focus, make sure you're sharp, uh, continue to improve before you get the conference play against a team that, that has been a little below level? Uh, yeah, um, you know, we're going to treat them just like anybody else. Um, this game is the most important game on our schedule right now because it's this week. Um, last two weeks, it was great. We focused on just playing our game, um, being the Colorado Buffaloes. So we're going to continue to have that mentality going in, and we're going to take it one week at a time. And right now, New Hampshire is our most important game on our schedule, and um, we're just going to focus on being Colorado and playing Colorado football. Nick, right now, I'm looking at the press release. It says Colorado's landman named Bronco Nagurski National Defensive Player of the Week. Did you, uh, were you aware of that? I was not, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll bring good news to you. Uh, when you hear something like that, uh, what's your first reaction? Oh, uh, wow. You know, uh, um, you know I, I love all the, the um, accolade and everything, but, you know, I always bring it back to my teammates and my coaches. Um, and everyone who's helped me along the way. Um, I obviously can't do what I do without all the other people behind me helping me get to there. Um, you know, we play as a team. Um, we're a brotherhood, and Coach emphasizes on that all the time. And I think um, this year we really bring that brotherhood to the table, and that allows us to um, play, play as a team. Can you kind of take us through, I'm sure you've watched it a couple times now, your, your fourth down stop in the fourth quarter. Um, and just kind of what, what you're seeing there going into the play and, and then what you see to actually to, to make that play happen. Um, so we knew that was going to be a big play of the game. Uh, we, had a, we had a stunt on. And um, I had the, where the ball actually hit wasn't my gap. Um, so we tell our guys to go make a play. You know, it's football. Um, you can't always do the right thing um, every time. So our D-line had great penetration. Um, they. They uh, moved the offensive line back. I found a run through. And being fourth down, there's, there can't be any hesitation. So I just went full speed. I mean, I didn't even wrap up. I was just downhill. Um, everything kind of went blurry, and then I was just gone. And uh, to see the crowd, our Buffalo fans go wild and our sidelines go wild, um, I knew we made the stop. And uh, it was just a great feeling. Nate, where the hands come from? I mean, that's two interceptions in two weeks. You're a linebacker. You just get stones for hands, right? You catch the ball. So how's this happening? Um, you know, I wasn't, as a young player, I was actually a skill player. Uh, growing up, I was a running back, uh, never a receiver or anything. In high school, I went, um, played defense. My junior year, I had to play center. And then um, as I grew a little bit, got a little more speed, my senior year, I was able to play slot um, for my high school team. And I think that's definitely where the hands developed mostly. Um, you know, I've always been outdoors. I have two brothers playing catch with my brothers, playing baseball. So I can see those skills um, coming over to football. Nate, last year, uh, defense struggled to, to get takeaways consistently. Uh, the defense off to a good start in that department this year. You've been involved in, in a number of them. Uh, how much was that a, a point of emphasis through the offseason, through the spring and preseason uh, to improve on that this year? Oh, it was definitely a big emphasis. Um, as a defense, we have a lot of goals coming in every game. But one of our main goals is uh, three takeovers. Um, during camp and during even the spring and during practice, um, we always have takeaway drills um, where we're working different scenarios, whether it be balls on the ground, 
um, stripping balls, interceptions, and uh, the coaches do a great job of implementing that every week, um, every day, pretty much. And uh, we really, uh, this year, taking it up a not notch and taking those drills seriously. Um, and you can see them come into play on the game. Like in Nebraska, on that first force fumble, um, instead of someone trying to pick it up, we dove on it, and we recovered that possession, and we work on that kind of stuff all the time. Anything else for Nate? Oh yeah, I'm definitely excited. Uh, Folsom is a great atmosphere. You know, you have the student section right by the right by the sidelines. Um, everybody's pumped. We have our home base here. Um, we have pretty. We have a great turnout. Um, last year we had a lot of people show up to our games, um, and a lot of students. Because usually you'll go to games and see not a lot of students will show up. So it's great having that that fan base. Um, being in Folsom, we just bring a new energy. Um, this is our stadium, and uh, it's definitely hard for people to come here and uh, play just because the energy we bring. Um, you know, our stadium is great. It's one of the best locations, and just the energy that it brings, is, I'm definitely excited for. Nate, how do you get in the backfield so quickly? Are you seeing something, or is it just quick feet? Or are you able to read what's going on? Um, you know, we work so many things in practice um, and downhill. Uh, being a linebacker, our main goal is to stop the run. So that's, that's what's going through my head. And in the game, uh, we practice so fast and do so many things so quickly that in the game, everything's able to slow down a little bit. Um, so your body kind of, well, for me, my body kind of takes over, and I don't have to think as much. Um, it kind of just lets me take over and play. And... Uh, I guess that's one of my instinctual things to get in the backfield um, as a middle linebacker. Awesome. Thanks, Nate. Thank you. <coughs> Stay away from the food, Lance. <laughs> yeah, it did. It was awesome. I wish you would have been here to tell me to stay away from You played basketball? Believe it or not. That was half the mail I had that one. Peach baskets, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and high top shot. Y'all ready? Yeah. Mike, I'll go ahead and lead off. Uh, boy, that, that's a couple of couple of nice wins to start the season. You have one like that. It's got to be one of the nicer road wins for the Buffaloes. You had a long time last week to go to Nebraska and get a win like that. So, with that being said, and all the celebrations got along with, now you got to move forward a little bit, don't you? And, we, right. and then you've got a, a team that's moving up from SCS, so you got a bit of a challenge from a staff standpoint because he's got to ready for this this week, kind of keep their heads running. Right? Yeah, the, uh, the the first two weeks were, um, you know, I would say uh, exhilarating for our team. Um, as far as it goes, you, you play your two biggest rivals in school's history, and neither one of them at your home stadium and are able to beat both of them. That's a credit to our staff and our players. Um, you know, Saturday was extra special. Um, never been there for a game before, and um, and the sea of red and um, their fanatic um, fans was uh, was amazing. And just to see our kids keep fighting and keep playing and stay calm and keep competing and stay together, um, and their mental toughness. We started fast and we finished strong. Kind of sputtered in the middle some, but that's what our slogan is: start fast, finish strong. So we did that. We just got to make sure we shared up a little bit more in the middle. But they were a physical, good football team. Um, really big and powerful, especially on their defensive front. Uh, was very impressive. And so um, 
um, I was really pleased with our guys. And yes, now we've got to keep moving forward. If we want to be champions, we've got to keep getting better. We have a saying, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. Nothing stays the same. And uh, hopefully they carry that mantra all into life. And so um, we're playing a, a program that um, has uh, FCS, has gone to um, the playoffs 14 years in a row. No FCS team has ever done that. Um, they're also, since 2004, they've won more Division I football games than any FCS football program in the country. So we're playing a team that's excited about coming in here to play, not scared of it. Um, it's uh, New Hampshire is the, the team, and that's where Chip Kelly kind of started cutting his teeth. His main mentor is the head coach at New Hampshire. So um, they're, they're a, a great, great program in FCS and one that's not worried at all about coming in here to play. I think they even have on their slogan, I saw on their Twitter page, the next one, talking about the next F next big team they're going to go get. So um, they have a lot of confidence, and our guys got to be ready. They practiced really well the last two days. Um, I'm excited about playing at home, um, and uh, we're excited about playing in Folsom Field. And uh, um, I expect to have a ton of fans there to watch this team play. Um, this is an exciting football team that we have. And uh, I hope to see 51,588 or whatever it holds in our place. And we should. And our, our student body will be there and packed in there. So um, this is going to be a great day. It's going to be a 3 o'clock kickoff, which is every, what everybody I ever tell, talk to says. We want a 2 o'clock or a 3 o'clock kickoff. Well, we've got it. So that place needs to be packed and ready to roll. So to watch this exciting football team play. And it's going to be a tough contest. And we're going to need help in that stands um, to make that Folsom environment what it should be. So... I'll take any questions at this time. Uh, you know, Stephen was in here talking about the fact that, you know, LaVisco, when he, right when he stepped on campus, they knew talent-wise and, and all that kind of stuff, that he, he was going to have a chance to make a, a really big impact. But what are some of the things behind the scenes that you think that he improved on that, he, that really kind of helped him set up to have the kind of start he's had? It, it was his hair. It's his hair. There's no doubt. It's kind of like Samson. He's got the long, good-looking hair. Um, uh, the thing about um, LaVisca is um, he is so humble, as talented as he's. Is, can you imagine him as a seventh grader or an eighth grader? I mean, he, he looks like a Greek god now, and he did as a little guy. So when you usually have that happen, they usually kind of get the big head so quick. Um, he's one of those big-time recruits that doesn't have a big head, that really cares about his team. I don't know if y'all saw what he said. I saw it after the game. They asked him, he said, he said, I'm just playing for the name on the front of my jersey. Wow. I think that sums up Visca. Um, he can play everything. He can do everything. He's a model teammate. He's a great player. He works hard at everything. And Chev and Clayton Adams have done a phenomenal job of moving him around all over the place and getting the ball in different ways. Um, so it's been a great team effort. But I really think his athletic ability is off the charts, but it's really his humble heart and his attitude that makes him special. So we're going to go back to the uh, Nebraska game for just a second. Um, I'm sure as we've seen by now, the accusations, if you will, from Scott Ross about the dirty hit. Do you have any comments on that? Do you see that hit? I uh, made a statement last night, and we're moving on. What's happening? How much? How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, James Stefano missed a couple of big kicks uh -huh. in the fourth quarter. Yep. He hasn't really been in that position too often. Mm -hmm. and he's been pretty dependable, but uh, how do you go about you know, maybe making sure he shakes that off and, and has the confidence going this week if he's in it, whenever he's in that right. position again? Um, he'll, he'll, he'll have the confidence. He tweaked his growing a little bit on the 
extra, the last extra point before he started those other two kicks. And uh, um, was trying to get it loosened up. I didn't know it at the time. He tried to kick with it. Um, we might have gone with another kicker later on when we realized what was going. He thought he could kick through it. Um, so he hasn't um, he hadn't kicked it all this week right now. So we're hoping he can kick Saturday. We're not sure. Um, so that kind of happens sometimes. And, uh, um, you know, with him, um, he's an excellent kicker. And I guarantee in that situation next time he'll make those kicks when he's completely healthy. Um, so uh, hopefully that's, that's kind of what he was. If you watch the film, he started going across the ball because his leg was tight. And instead of going up through it because he gets the ball up so high. And that's what happened in that situation. So I've talked to him. If you have that happen, you've got to come tell me. Hey, I tweaked it a little bit or whatever. I, hopefully that doesn't happen in the future, and, and uh, hopefully he'll be he'll, he'll be fine. You admitted after the game taking some time to appreciate Jay's performance from a father's yeah. point. Is part of that the fact that he's a senior? Or what's kind of allowed you to stop this corner rose? Um, yeah, part of that is definitely because he's a, a senior. Um, you know, I'm not going to get to see him play. I mean, any kid that has a kid that's a senior in high school or a senior in college. As a parent, or you're, they're getting ready to graduate. Have you had a kid? You, your kids aren't she's that younger, old. Yeah. Okay, she's younger. But when they get to those ages, you as a parent that's been in those situations know what I'm talking about. You kind of, wow, it's kind of going to be over. And so you kind of cherish those moments a little more. And uh, so I, I do. Um, but I have to stay really composed during the game. But as soon as it was over and I knew we won and then I saw him, it hit me. And uh, um, so it was, a, it was a, spe a special day all the way around. And uh, I say the least, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Mike? Yes. Um, what is it about Nate? How, how did he transform from the end of last year to this year to being a, a guy that started to come into it on his own in the end of the season to just a monster breakout? Right. Uh, well, Nate has that. Um, we knew he was a really good player. Um, it was a hard recruiting battle for us. He was, the, you know, the North, Northern California Player of the Year um, on defense. Um, so it was a, and he loved it here, and it went right down the wire. We're glad he came. Uh, he has the, um, he has great vision. Um, he can see and diagnose quickly. Um, he is explosive and he's powerful. He weighs, you know, 20 more pounds than he did last year. Um, so when he arrives there, I always say that he arrives in a bad mood. When he hits you, the, it seems like the guy's body always gets jarred one way or the other. You know, the football went flying a couple of times, and he'll keep doing that. Um, the, the thing that he does really well is when he sees it, he goes. He doesn't hesitate. And so he has an innate ability to do that. Um, not everybody can do that. Um, and, uh, he, and then he has an explosion and power because he's such an excellent athlete. I mean, he can power clean, I don't know, ridiculous amount of weight. He can squat, and, and he is explosive. Um, and, he, you know, he's 230-something pounds. So um, he kind of has it all. Um, and, and the other thing is he's extremely bright. He can think under pressure. That's the thing that Rick Gamboa does so great. Rick Gamboa is so bright and can diagnose so quick. Um, and uh, so both of those guys really feed off each other in there and, and, doing, a, and, and doing a great job. And, uh, you know, Nate's a really, really good player. He has excellent explosion, too, from A to B. I call it in a five- to six-yard area. Uh, he can really explode to the football. Who were you uh, in competition with recruiting with him? Uh, about everybody in the Pac-12, especially Cal and all those guys up in that area and other in Washington, I think. I, I, I can't remember all of them, but it, it went down the wire between us and Cal, really. So if James can't kick, 
Can you add a little bit more to Davis prices? Uh, we're, we're, we're right now working between the, the price is right, which Evan or Davis. So whichever price is right, I, I tell them that all the time. And so we're kind of working with both of them. Um, we're, I'm not sure right now. We'll kick both of them today and uh, work with it and, and, and see um, uh, what, what the situation is. If Alex Kenny would have been here, we might have could have kicked him on field goals or taken the kickoffs off of Davis and let him get. I just don't, Davis got to punt and kick off. If Evan can handle it, it might be better the load. But if he can't, we'll just see. So we'll just kind of work with them. So I'm pretty sure that um, Miss Price is uh, a little nervous right now thinking about it. Uh, just the same question. Uh, the New Hampshire coach, Sean McDonald. Yes. He's been around for a long time. Yes, he has. The coaching community is very tight-knit. Have you ever had any – have you crossed paths with him? At uh, very limited. Very limited. Um, I just know when I was talking to Chip Kelly at the Pac-12 um, meetings out in Arizona – and, uh, he asked me like who we played before them. Who we were talking about because we, we both knew we had an open. We said we played New Hampshire. He goes oh, that, and he started. We started talking. He was telling me all about um, what he had done there and and what Sean had done. And I knew he had a great great program. Um, and I knew when we put him on the schedule a few years back, everybody I said shoot, they're really good, um, a really good program. So um, he he you know he he's the way I understand it. Chip was saying he was one of his main mentors and kind of who he cut his teeth under. So. Um, and that's something that uh, Scott Frost told me before the game, too. He saw we were playing them next and said, hey, that's, that's Chip Kelly's guy. You know, so we were talking about that right before the game started for a minute. So, Being able to contemplate using Evan Price, is that one of the benefits of the new redshirt rule? Exactly right. Uh, it is. Because um, he could play, you know, four games, four games throughout the season here and still get redshirted. And so we'll, we'll see if James will be ready to go. Um, and then if he's not, then we've got we'll, we've been kicking the other guy today, the other guys today, and tomorrow um, we'll make we'll make a decision on Thursday, um, and then go with it depending on where where James is um, physically at. The rushing game struggled last week as you were in negative yards for a majority of the game. What do you change going forward, whether it's with the running backs themselves or the offensive line? <clears throat> Right. Um, yeah, the, the running game did struggle a little bit. The one of the rules I don't like about the NCAA and I do like about the NFL, the NFL takes sacks away from the passing game, not the rushing game. And I think that's the way it should be done in college football too. But they've been keeping stats for so long, it'd be too much to care. Um, so we really had more rushing yards than it looked like um, because they take sacks and minus that from it. But we do need to rush the football better. But I, like I said, their um, football team, I thought their front was very physical and they run gas in and out. Uh, we'll get better at that as a, as a year goes along. We rushed really well the week before. Um, and with the way they were fitting the run and doing some things, it, available, it gave us the ability to make some big pass plays, which won the game, is which what we did. So it's a flip side there. Sometimes you can say, well, you got to run the ball to win. Well, not if they're doing that. Throw it over their head and score touchdowns. It's all about scoring points on offense. And on defense, it's all about keeping them from scoring points. Yardage, to me, is a, is a misnomer in today's football. It really is when you think about it. It's all about points. How many points can you stop them from getting and how many points can you score? Because yards is a little bit misnomer. The, you know, I've always teased our defensive coordinators because the worst thing to be in football is a defensive coordinator in college. Because the way the game's set up, the way everybody runs offense, it's the way they do everything, it's a misnomer. And, you know, you'll have teams throw for 500 yards and score 15 points or 14 points, and you'll have them um, throw for 300 yards and score 28 points. It's just how you get the ball to the end zone. Uh, but we do need to improve our rushing game. We don't want to do that. Um, but um, 
we're going to find a way to win that game on each Saturday. And each time the team's different, but their front was really good. Um, and we'll, we'll get better. Anything else for Coach? I'd like to talk real quick I was about. Say, I, well, I had a question about your shirt. Okay. Um, uh, if it was casual too. Yes, it's not. Uh, this is hike for her. Um, this is ovarian cancer um, awareness month too, and uh, ovarian cancer is what took my uh, mother-in-law, uh, Jenny Rowan, in November of 2015. So after that, um, my wife started a, a thing called Hike for Her to make the awareness for ovarian cancer. Ovarian cancer um, is extremely, there's no diagnosis for it, but you have to know the signs. So my wife's goal, uh, and whatever it goes, is to, her commitment is to educating others about signs and symptoms. And if we can, we'll believe that we'll be able to save a lot of lives. It's kind of the silent cancer killer amongst women, and you don't really know till it's too late. But there are a lot of signs and symptoms, so we're trying to make awareness. A lot of people know about breast cancer, which is, critical and I understand not many people know much about the ovarian cancer so my wife started a hike for her a year ago she was on a television station this morning in in Denver um, so Sunday at 8 30 at the NAC, in car um, Table Mesa Road hiking trail we have the hike for her um, and the awareness of it we'd like everybody to come out that would like to uh, it's a big deal in the game we're going to wear a ribbon on the back of our a teal ribbon on the back of our helmet um, representing and recognizing um, ovarian cancer. So I really appreciate what my wife does. She's an incredible woman. Uh, I love her to death. She's put up with me for 29 years. I hope she puts up with me for one more year. We'll see. Um, but uh, and she's special, and, and her her mother uh, Jenny was special to me. And uh, so, especially since Trish and I started dating when I was about 15. So I've known her. She kind of raised me too. So. Um, all right, so that's that's what this is about. And Coach, how do people get involved if they can't make the hike? Is there yeah, a website? Yeah, um, there is a website. Matt, what's the website? cbuffs.com backslash hike for her. And we'd love for everybody that can get involved that could. And we're going to also on at the game Saturday, they're going to have a, a, a minute there um, to recognize um, Christine Padilla. She's battling this cancer. She's going through it for, I think, her third time. She keeps battling it. She's become really good friends of, um, of my wife's, and uh, she, they want to really make a big awareness of it. And uh, there's a neat video about it um, on the website, and uh, I'd like you to check it out. Um, so it's a, it's a big day for my wife and, and understanding that, and I think it's a big day for ovarian cancer. And hopefully we can um, make a small impact and save a few people's lives. All right. Well, hey, have a great day. Thank you. Thank you.